Nerdjitsu. All right, welcome to season two of the Nerdjitsu podcast. Uh, this is our first show off the break, and uh, you are our first show of season two. Uh, we are here with Dr. Ryan Engelhart at Whole Health Chiropractic. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks we, for coming, guys. We appreciate it. Um, so today we're just going to talk with uh, Dr. Ryan and just get uh, the rundown of what happens, the, the magic of, of health and restorative uh, medicine. Wellness. Yeah, yeah, wellness. So, uh, as I said, this is Dr. Ryan Engelhart, uh, Army veteran. So yeah. you, you were, uh, you were, what, what unit were you in? So I was in a 167 that says 2nd Brigade 4th ID. I was their medical operations officer, so I was a medical service corps guy. Um, it was a unique opportunity to essentially be the liaison between combatant commanders and medicine and back and forth. And uh, uh, that was kind of a really, really treasured uh, experience because, you know, I had, you know, my line of platoon medics and, you know, got to kind of task them out and got to interact with almost every single person in the battalion, many of whom I still stay in touch with. Nice, nice. All right, and uh, you uh, you deployed in OIF 0809. Yep. So um, okay. yeah, went to uh, Kirkuk in Mosul. Um, I'll say I head down there. So uh, the Bronze Star, the, the reason that we or I received the Bronze Star from that is uh, we held a brigade battle space level of area with a battalion level of medical assets, and so we came up with some creative means of essentially kind of spreading out. Our guys, in order to be able to do that. Nice, nice. Yeah. So you're awarded for that. Very yeah. nice. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, those of you that don't know, you know, maybe some of your uh, gamers or you know maybe some jujitsu people that aren't military sa- uh, savvy, uh, the difference in a brigade size element and a battalion size element is significant. We're talking maybe anywhere from a couple hundred to maybe almost a thousand. Indifference, so mm-hmm. that's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. So nice. Um, so and uh, you didn't stop there. Uh, you got through not one but three degrees. Yep. So that's, I mean, prior to uh, prior to getting my commission, I was actually enlisted. I was actually a chaplain assistant when I started. Oh, nice. Up. So I did the green <laughs> to gold program. I received my uh, bachelor's in dietetics uh, from North Dakota State, uh, and uh, they also have a Division One wrestling program. I wrestled for them for five years. Nice. Um, and uh, went on to receive a master's in sports injury management and a doctorate in chiropractic. That's awesome. Yeah, very nice. And uh, you also train jiu-jitsu. Yep. So I'm a blue belt under Ben Westrich over at uh, Warrior Fitness Center. Okay. Yeah, I've yeah. been uh, been there, trained with uh, Professor Westrich. Uh, just the amount of knowledge, I was trying to tell these guys, the amount of knowledge that guy has, not on, just on jiu-jitsu, but on yes. everything overall, like like I, every time I go in there, I learn not just about jujitsu, but also like life, yeah. business, business strategies. If I have an opinion, I'm gonna get the facts about that opinion from Professor Westrich. Yeah, uh, he may be probably hands down maybe top five, top three smartest people I've ever met. Yeah, life. definitely agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, also. Uh, Got to tr- my my niece and I did one of uh, Natalie's kickboxing classes. Yeah. When I tell you that I was not able to keep up, I was not able to keep up. Like the, she, her classes are top tier. Like I've done, I did MMA for a while, and I was not. Yeah. Like she was like, "What are you doing with that kick?" And I was just like, 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My niece loved it, though, so she awesome. definitely wants to go back. Uh, if you, you guys would like more information on them, uh, check them out, Warrior Fitness on uh, Fitness Center on Facebook. They are located at uh, 3711 Drennan Road. Uh, check them out. Yeah. All right. So how did you go from the doctorate to right here in whole health chiropractic? Right, so um, coming from medical service, you know, I, w- I was not a provider, I worked with providers. I was more of an administrator and a coordinator, you know, working with, you know, combatant commanders and kind of making uh, sense of medicine to people in combat, making sense of combat to people in medicine. Um, and with that, like a lot of people got to call me doc, you know, because, you know, that's, they associated yeah, me with medicine, but I, I wasn't a doc. Um, and I wanted to be. And I wanted something that was more hands-on. And uh, for myself, you know, I had some fairly powerful experiences with, uh, with chiropractic. I uh, loved running, loved fitness, and hurt myself in Iraq, and I was hardly able to get around. Uh, I happened to stop by my chiropractor's office when I was on leave, and I got my hip adjusted and felt phenomenal. Yeah. And just looking at, you know, just the joy and just how great it felt to be in that office and you know, making other people feel good. I was like, man, that's what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be able to do that. And the more I understood about chiropractic, the more I really kind of agreed with a lot of its philosophy. You know, essentially that, I mean, you know, whatever your core philosophy is, you know, be it you know, if you, you know, believe God made us or if nature made us, I mean, a lot of intelligence coalesced together to put our bodies together. I mean, they're pretty smart and they're pretty intuitive. And if we can remove interferences, you know, from the way that the body's supposed to function optimally, then the body is going to be able to heal issues usually a lot better than we do. You know, and for a lot of us that were in, you know, the military and experiencing the way that the military handled medicine, you know, we're really good at redline medicine, really good at, you know, saving life, limb, or eyesight. But as far as wellness, what do we take you after we saved your life? How do we improve your life? And we don't do a great job of that. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I chose to uh, separate from the military and uh, get the doctorate so I could get out and, you know, be a doctor really kind of more in the Latin term, which is a doctor is more of an educator. Yeah. And educating on just how cool our bodies are. Um and just making little changes here and there so that our bodies can function, you know, better than we originally perceived them to. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I was like, like, I'm, like whoa, whoa, I'm like, wait a yeah, minute. That's, that's a whole different chain so of, of thinking yeah. that yeah. the military doesn't give you. Right. The military is like readiness. Right. Whatever we can do to get you ready. Not what can keep you there or right. help you, you know, past that point of you're green. Well, technically, that's what it is. Unfortunately, for a lot of uh, the military, it's very reactive. Mm -hmm. So all of Western medicine, to include army medicine, is allopathic, meaning that we're addressing symptoms. Yes. So we have a symptom, I reduce that symptom, we're healthy. And so when we're dealing with life, limb, and eyesight, like I'm bleeding out, like, yeah, reduce that symptom. Mm -hmm. Like, that's effective, that's good medicine. You know, but if we're looking at a person that doesn't have any symptoms, and we're going, oh man, you're good. Well, man, I'm not good. Like, what if I have, like, you know, stage one cancer? Maybe I've got, like, HIV, different things like that. I don't feel that right away. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times it's these subtle 
dysfunctions, you know, misalignments in the spine that create noise in the nervous system that discoordinate movement. So maybe like my glute med isn't firing as much as it should. Now my knee's not tracking quite the way that I do. And so when I shoot, I end up spraining my MCL. And so being able to get that neurological system processing the way that we want it to, um, free from any interference, the body's gonna function a lot better. Now we can reteach movements. Yeah. Now we can do things more functionally. And now we get less injury. Because that's readiness. Readiness is resilience. You know, I can't I can't predict what stresses that your body's going to encounter. What I can do is I can make you more resilient to that. Wow. Which is another thing that's kind of like jujitsu. You know, jujitsu is not always about like, oh, I'm gonna be able to go out and like, you know, choke anyone out. Exactly. You know, I like the philosophy of jujitsu that's freedom through control. Yeah. You know, I can you know I control my limbs so that I have freedom. I can control your limbs so that I have freedom. Freedom to do what? Up to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, science. I'm like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. All right. Um, let's see. So uh, I guess the big question is for all of our viewers and listeners is mm-hmm. once once they're like, hey, I think this is the right path for me, how do they get in and see you? Right. So, uh, I mean, they can give us a call at 719-301-7450. Uh, they can send us an email at office at wholehealthsprings.com. Um, they can send us a private message on Facebook by liking our Facebook page and sending it that way. Um, and then what we do is we, we have them come in and we do some different assessments to find out, hey, is your body functioning optimally? And uh, if it's not, you know, we address those different issues. We get your body adjusted and develop a unique plan of care that matches your individual needs. Specifically tailored for that individual. Exactly. That's awesome. Quick question on that one. Is it myths or is it facts like your pre-existing injuries? Is it good or bad for chiropractic work? So say you blow out your knee completely or something like that and you're just scared of movement or, you know, damaging it further. Is chiropractic work going to be better or should you leave it alone? Like tips and tricks on that? So um, that's a great question. So for pre-existing injuries, things like that, any injury that the body has, uh, we have something that's called proprioceptive deficit. And proprioceptive deficit means our body's internal mapping of how the body works is impaired. Like literally any injury has that. And so including you know, the spinal misalignment that I'm adjusting. So when I address that, I'm improving the body's overall uh, deficit in proprioception. And so your body's ability to communicate is improved. The additional thing to remember is that motion is lotion. And so the more that we understand about pain science, the more that we learn that the body essentially has two different filing cabinets. You know, we have safe and unsafe. And so when the body perceives something to be unsafe, what does it do? Ouch, let you know. (laughs) Exactly, lets you know. And so a lot of times what happens is that pain that the body or the movement that the body considers or perceives to be unsafe, you know, it gets signals with pain or nociception. And, you know, over time, that process becomes more centralized, meaning that, like, there's no longer a physiological threat. In fact, it's actually more of a learned thing. It's called the centralization of pain theory. No pressure. Nice. So it is good for injuries. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to break it all over for for me because I'm, like, getting it fixed or realigned or making my nervous system flow. 
you know, in, uh, getting the quality of the spine improved is really about improving the primary method of, communi of communication for the body, which is the nervous system. Got it. We so improve that level of communication, the body does better. So it's never a no to not go into a chiropractor with a, you know, like some kind as of As long as, like, we, you know, we assess for, you know, safety, stability, and subluxation, if we're looking for those three S's, you know, you're in luck. I mean, you're going to be well taken care of. I had to ask that. That was a fear of mine. Like, oh, man, I heard this. I'm going to go to a chiropractor in case they pop it and it makes it worse or something. So right. I had to get that out there. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so you have a patient, so... Yeah. We take a quick break and then take we'll pick it back up. All right, sounds good, Anthony. All right, we'll, all right we are back uh, with Dr. Ryan Engelhart at Whole Health Chiropractic. Uh, we, you know, he's got to keep working. He's got yeah. patients to help. So we took a quick break and now we're back. So before we took the break, we kind of explained how you get into the office. Mm -hmm. uh, now we're going to go get get into uh, what 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 can we uh, what kind of ways can your patients pay? So I mean, uh, I mean, really all major forms of payment, like uh, like credit cards, cash, you know, I've never accepted animal skins, but I guess maybe I'm, like, I'm not opposed to that. If somebody's got some pelts lined up somewhere, like they want to do kind of a trade like that, elk seeds, and they want to drop off some elk jerky, that'll definitely work. Barter system. Yeah. yeah. Um, so currently, uh, uh, saw something on Facebook through Army Times that, uh, you know, they're working to get TRICARE outsourced uh, mm -hmm. through some of the chiropractic um, so that's a future but is there a way for our veterans who are already out to yeah. come see you? So uh, you know it's a pretty easy three-step process I mean you talk to your primary care manager through the VA and you tell them I want to see a chiropractor TriWest will give you a give you a call uh, when they give you a call so you want to see Dr. Ryan Englehart at Old Health Chiropractic they'll look us up in the system and say like yep He's here, they'll call us, we'll make the, make the appointment directly with us, they let you know about the appointment, and then we're good to go. It's a pretty simple process. That's really nice. So, Rob, there you go, man. <laughs> yeah, man, that's all I gotta do. All right, um, next. So, being that Colorado Springs is such a athlete-heavy, mm -hmm. military-heavy, five military bases, so many athletes, both combat sports, the Olympians, mm -hmm. uh, future Olympians, you know, a bunch of high schools. What are some common practices that say we can do just changing habits that can prolong spinal health or wellness? Right. So, um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things that I think people just generally need to consider. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, this is the Nerd Jitsu podcast. One of the things I'm a huge advocate of is jujitsu. I think it's a great means of being able to kind of gain more kinesthetic awareness of your body, so more body awareness. Um, one of the reasons, you know, I love, you know, Professor Ben's you know, philosophy about jujitsu is it really starts a lot at maintaining posture. You know, and so like, how do we maintain posture? What does that look like? Um, how do I not let somebody break my posture down and creating that stable frame essentially is, is one of those things that allows me control that essentially begats freedom. Exactly. Um, you know, in, you know, we talk about proprioceptive deficit being one of the kind of the major things that we see with injuries 
You know, the more kinesthetic awareness that we gain, the better we are for resilience against other types of injuries. And so if we can work on core stability, if we can work on, you know, mobility concepts, things like that, so that we can um, have our bodies moving more functionally, moving better, um, and then we're learning to create stability within those frameworks, then, uh, I mean, a, hell, a person is just going to be that much more resilient against injury. Um, outside of like, you know, a regular jujitsu practice or combatives or wrestling, um, I think that, you know, if you're looking for three different exercises that you can do to improve your overall stability, go and Google Stu McGill's Big Three. Stu McGill is the leading uh, back pain researcher out of Waterloo University up in Canada. Um, he's got three different exercises, a, uh, you know, a core, uh, you know, bridge, side bridge, um, you know, and then a uh, uh, trunk squeeze, essentially, that's like a, kind of like a crunch, um, that provide three-dimensional core stability that we build on. So we get that sequencing, we get that activation going. It's not about like getting six-pack abs and, you know, lifting a million pounds. Yeah. It's more about sequencing those muscles so that the body can have the appropriate mobility that it needs, you know, in the extremities that extend out from the core. So at this time, we'll go ahead and uh, if uh, whatever whatever plug you'd like to say to the audience about uh, your business or yeah. you know uh, your anything that you want to go ahead and shoot. This is yeah. your time, and then we'll get into the nerd section. All right, cool. All right, um, uh, so I wanted to throw out there we have a great Facebook special right now. It's uh, twenty one dollars, and for twenty one. Uh, you can get a uh, exam, so good doctor's examination and neurological scan, and uh, in addition to that, you can get a treatment. And so it's a great introductory offer for a lot of people that want to be able to understand, you know, more uh, about what chiropractic care is yeah. and how it can benefit them. Nice. Well, I guess yeah. uh, and I know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, here's 63 bucks. Yeah. No problem. All right. We need to take a break. No, no, no. Okay. All right, so for our nerd section, you and I kind of messaged a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you were a fan of M. Night Shyamalan. Huh? Huge fan of M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, what is your favorite movie so far of his? Favorite movie so far? It's got to be probably Signs. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh man, I was going for I was going for Split. I was like, man, that was yeah, Split was excellent. I mean, um, you know, Unbroken or not Unbroken, uh, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Um, phenomenal films. Phenomenal films. Um, yeah. Sixth Sense. I mean, yeah. Th there's elements about that, and I was trying to think last night. So I was like, what? It kind of puts you on the spot when you're like, what's your favorite like, sci-fi yeah, favorite is, films? Like, like, there's such so a, many. Yeah. It's a paralyzing question because you go, damn, like I, uh, there's, just there's, one? there's so many. Yeah, there's, there's one. one? Like this one. And I love different elements that show just the beauty of and tenacity of the human spirit. And, you know, in and just kind of just these little moments that are aching beautiful like in the sixth sense when um there's that scene at the end with his mom because i mean this, the movie's really about the relationship of like how is his mom going to cope with this kid mm -hmm. you know that has 
you know, these difficulties. So, you know, a parent for anybody with, with special needs, especially if they're doing it on their own, and it's so tough. Yeah. Um, and at the end when they're in the car and he says like, you know, I see, you know, mom, or your, your mom all the time, or your grandma all the time, and she's moving this pin. Um, and she wanted me to say to you, all the time and her mom is crying like what what'd she say mom and she says like I asked her if she's proud of me like that's one of like you know kind of goosebump raising yeah. things and the reason that you know I pick signs over you know split and unbreakable and six cents um, is because I think that was probably the most real interpretation for Mel Gibson what Mel Gibson was going through kind of at that time in his life I mean, <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy screwed up a number of times, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, yeah. a lot of us screw up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of us do awful things. And I mean, this is a guy that you see, I mean, he's a Christian and he makes this movie about like God and his life literally blows up. Blows up. Yeah. You know, I think I could see that being like a really frustrating thing. You know, like here I did this thing, like I'm supposed to do this thing for God, and all of a sudden, like, just kind of blows up in my face, and all of a sudden, like, now everyone like looks at me like I'm this terrible person. I'm so frustrated, and you see that in signs. You see a guy that's super frustrated. Yeah. And at one point, when he's sitting there with uh, Kieran Culkin, and he's trying to get like his body to take in that asthma medication, and he just looks and he just says, "I hate." so much that was probably the most real moment yeah. I've seen in any movie yeah yeah. yeah when you break down like that I guess I guess Split doesn't, doesn't well, seem so yeah. I'm still yeah. comparing it to Village though yeah there's a lot of good stuff in the Village there was a lot of good stuff in Village yeah. especially the twist on it too from the monster actually well I think people. that's yeah I think that's M. Night's go to thing and that's what makes his movie successful mm-hmm. the one that didn't have that twist in my opinion, it was his worst one, The Last Airbender. Oh, there was oh, no twist. Uh, there was no twist at all. He pretty much copy and pasted the cartoon and switched up the races a little bit and it threw it together. Crazy. It was yeah. It was a little rough. There, there was that one part in there when you, they go to the gods in the uh, Ice People up north, and they're two gods are swimming around and then the fire nation comes and kills the gods like that was part of it the connection between the fish or the gods and them you remember that part yeah but that was like the only i think the only semblance of what his movies were before that uh, it, but that was straight from the show as well like yeah. there was no there was no real that creative twist yeah there's no real creative twist there was no <clears throat> it's just it was just how he envisioned the exact show retold. Like, <laughs> like I said, 20 minutes before they yeah, came up with the script for it. I didn't see anything significantly. <laughs> I mean, I really look at that as kind of like a frustrating period for M. Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I mean, he went from like some of these like big films and he started to get panned right around the village. Just people, I think maybe they just weren't on board with his vision. Yeah. You know, because I mean, what came after that? We got Lady in the Water, mm-hmm. we got The Happening. You know, we get Avatar. Yeah. Red Riding Hood was after that too, wasn't it? Or was that before The Village? Yeah. Red Riding Hood? Uh, he made that one, was, or was it called Red? With the coat oh, fanning? Oh, no, 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 no. The, the elevator one? No, no, it's, it's about, it was, it, well, it's not about Red Riding Hood, but it was uh, the wolf is supposed to be the demon or something like that in oh. all of you. And then they're in this little village thing. It's based way, if the village, 
based like that time frame was real instead of it actually being oh, you okay. know present. It was back then, and then the wolf was. Yeah. Interesting. I don't. I don't know yeah. that one. That's very. Uh, we'll have to watch it. I'll make you guys watch it later. But yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. So there was a dry spell for him, and it, it's almost kind of like M. Night kind of lost his way, and so it's interesting that kind of almost like a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a sense of that coming back with Devil. Yeah. yeah. Like, ooh, like, he's kind of back onto his game here a little bit. Yeah. And Split caught everyone off guard. Yeah, yeah. completely. Was, Especially yeah. at the end when they, they're like, yeah. when they showed Bruce Willis, people were like... Well, I heard the music, yeah. and I was like, we're... Like oh my gosh, like this music is yeah. really familiar. All of a sudden, like I I, I figured it out because I mean I love scores. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I think of some of you know my favorite films. I think of the different music that's associated with it, and I was like that's so familiar. Whereas whenever I heard that, and all of a sudden it clicked right before I saw Bruce Willis. Yeah, I was literally I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it in my living room. Yeah, they're screaming in my living room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was crazy too. Uh, get that connection like years after, you know, because I remember being a kid watching uh, Unbreakable with my dad, and then, like to not, like I didn't know if it had a continuation, you know. So like for it to just all of a sudden you think it's its own movie, and then for that to like wrap around, you're like, oh, holy hell, like you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we got a sequence now, and then they came out with uh, Mr. Glass or Glass, I think it was just called. Glass. Yeah, tie it all together. Yeah. A lot of people awesome. didn't like Glass. I, I thought it was a good close for the chapter. You know, each person had their own movie. Mm-hmm. Unbreakable was Bruce Willis. Split was for. Uh, mm-hmm. Split with him. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Oh, man. Yeah. It was for yeah. Wendell Crumb, you know, yeah. whatever his. I forget his real name. Uh, and then the last one was it was all Samuel Jackson's show. Like, yeah. everything. And then in the end, it, gave us a little, it was a little twist, you know, like, oh, I, I did yeah. this all so that way everybody could see. And people didn't like it because I think they were expecting MCU type superhero battles. Yeah. yeah. And that's never that never was what Bruce Willis was. Right. Like in the entirety of Unbreakable, he did what like five minutes of heroing. Yeah. That yeah. one and he went to the house. And that was yeah. And that's it. And it was like his superhero or superhero powers were grounded. It was like, oh, this could you know this could really happen, you know? Right. So I thought I thought it was a good ending. I thought it was you know I didn't think it was unbreakable level or split level but I think it was good for what it was supposed to be yeah. the closing chapter you know I was frustrated with it but I have to say I don't really know any other way that it could have been done yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, the interesting thing if you think about the maturity of the series um, so I mean Unbreakable came out like before X-Men mm-hmm. yeah. um, and I was watching uh, Dark Phoenix last night and I was just kind of thinking about it again. yeah yeah <laughs> I rented it myself because I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't ever want to purchase this. So I went to theaters. I rented it. I was like, oh. um, yeah. But Unbreakable, so like, I mean, it's t- almost two decades. Yeah. Um, you know, coming from a time when it was almost impossible to make superhero films, like in the '80s, like they kind of felt like they, they, they had something. They had something with Superman. Yeah. I believe a man can fly. Mm-hmm. And you know, they had like kind of the t- titular actor with it with. Uh, Christopher Reeves, but even even then it faded off. Like, yeah, was it Superman four. Oh, yep. Oh boy. A movie even Richard Pryor couldn't even save. And then you know we, we transitioned that into Batman. Mm-hmm. Now Batman like kind of came off like oh man like it's really good, but Michael Keaton as a superhero just didn't really seem to. Really yeah. He did a really good job, but it just wasn't super believable. Joker saved that movie. Exactly. 100%. And so yeah, Batman Joker. Returns kind of got a little bit weirder. 
you know, and then they completely went off the deep end by Globes hiring Joel Schumacher. And, yeah, black lights and clowns. Was George Clooney? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, that was, I mean, nipples on a bat suit. That was yeah. George Clooney. <laughs> um, and so for years, we just, we just didn't have, you know, quality superhero film. And then uh, we get uh, X-Men, or actually Unbreakable, I think, preceded it. Yeah. Mm. And, like, that was one where, like, Oh man, like this is almost kind of like a believable, like, well, is it real, is it not? Yeah, like, you know, like kind of a believable concept to a superhero. And so, you know, as we've been so spoiled and just kind of getting, you know, marvelized with everything, everything is, you know, intergalactic and like special effects, like up the waz, you know, but it's not real life. And that's what, you know, in the medium of film was really hard to do for a long period of time. Yeah, it really was. So, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Batman, so uh, Christopher Nolan, you said you're a big fan as well. Yes. So what are your thoughts on the trilogy? So, man, um, I mean, Batman Begins, phenomenal. Uh, Dark Knight, one of the greatest films of all time, to include yeah. like superhero films or just regular films. films yeah. um, and I try and go back and I watch that like that third one. Mm. Yeah. Just, I think you take an actor like uh, Tom, <coughs> Hardy. Name, Tom, Tom Hardy. Hardy, and you create that weird vocal effect. The <laughs> I mean, the guy's Oscar caliber. Yeah. You know, one of the most unbelievable method actors in the world. Don't believe me? Watch um, uh, what is it? Bronson. Man, Bronson. 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 Yeah, Bronson. Unreal. Uh, ta- uh, taboo, tattoo, taboo, taboo that, yeah. on FX, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, and I, I agree. Um, and believe it or not, that was the fixed the the version we heard in the film was the edited version of that voice. Like yeah. that was we we can't understand him. Let's fix it. So it was actually worse than that before. So I was like, that's rough. But yeah, that's, I think that's it. Went from like, how can we top? This with the Dark Knight to I think one of the most parodied and you know mocked villains mm-hmm. they had, and then he wasn't even like the main villain. He was like you know just a, guy. Just a henchman, yeah. you know. So yeah, um, I mean they did good with I think keeping to the story. Other than that, like again weird choice with the voice, but when you're looking at the last iteration of Bane that was seen on TV as the dude who says monkey work and yeah. Batman and Robin, I guess they did leaps and bounds better. Right. <laughs> so, um, Stickman fighting on a piece yeah, of paper. Yeah. You know? it, was, it, it was It was. a little bit hard to watch the, the series take that turn. Yeah. As a chiropractor, I kind of had issue with a little bit of the way that like, yeah. they were manipulating Bruce Wayne's spine. Like, <laughs> not necessarily yeah. super accurate. Like, I, I wanted to dispel any myths about like, <laughs> what we do here. Do not do that. No. Yeah, prison. Yeah. Prison uh, adjustments are. Yeah. Nish, don't think so. Don't, also, the knee thingy where it just like separates his knee and he magically can run and sprint again. That doesn't work. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> we probably get time for like one more, and then I probably get okay. Patients, All so. right. So, um, far as. Uh, your jujitsu journey. Um, you're at Blue Belt. Mm-hmm. You're in the danger zone for disappearing. Exactly. 
What are your goals? Are you trying to see it through to, to black belt? Yeah, I mean, this is a, something that I look at as a lifetime activity. And you're, you're gonna have times where you're kind of in and out of it. Um, I loved wrestling so yeah. much. I mean, it wasn't even that particularly great at it. Like, you know, I was about a 500 wrestler. You know, I mean, granted a higher level of the Division One athletics. But <clears throat> it's something that I loved. And I really missed the ability to compete and really test my abilities other than just coaching. Mm -hmm. And jujitsu really affords me that. And there's so much about jujitsu that works so synergistically with my overall health philosophy, my practice philosophy. Um, you know, are there times, you know, where, you know, I'm nursing an injury and I'm gonna be infrequent, but I'm always coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, it's not about seeing out to black belt for me, it's like how long can I do a thing that I love doing? And that's the goal. And I think yeah. that's really important because if you focus on just getting to the belt, so that's what a lot of people quit a blue yeah. belt. They, they're like, I got to get past this first belt. And they get to that belt and they're like, well, well I kind of did it. I made it. And then that's, I think, where they get off and they're like, you know what? Yeah, you know, it's a, I made it to blue belt. That was it, you know. And I think that's why once people get the purple belt, they kind of have a higher retention rate. If you don't really look at getting to that first milestone or setting mm -hmm. milestones that can be reached easy, like you said, yeah. do it healthy, do it as long as you can. Right. I mean, and I think, you know, again, a thing that I've heard from uh, Ben, especially these coaching fighters, is, you know, not to be outcome-oriented, but to be process-oriented. You know, if we love the process, you know, I mean, the things that I've been most successful at in life, I fell in love with the process. You know, I fell in love with exercise. Didn't fall in love with like, oh man, I'm in really great shape right now. Yeah. I fell in love with the process. I love exercise. I love fitness. You know, I love grappling and like, you know, wrestling and yeah. jujitsu because I love the process of it. Yeah. And so, I mean, if there's a thing that, you know, a person is struggling at in life, you know, reorient your priorities in the way that you think about it to fall in love with the process of it because it's the process of it that eventually is going to see you through success because when you love the process, outcomes happen. Profound stuff. I think that's a good good note to end on. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thank yeah. you for having us. And I know you had yeah. a busy day, so yep. we appreciate it. Um, and we will see you around. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah guys, absolutely. And uh, everybody out there, don't forget to like, subscribe. Uh, check them out, a whole health chiropractic on Facebook, Instagram as well. Uh, yeah, it's on Instagram, but I don't know anything about that because I'm an adult. So. Okay. <laughs> and thank you for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys yeah. next time. All right. Thanks. All right, so our major.